Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fuse Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss perspectives that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out and join us on social media at Fused Marriages or email us info at fusedmarriages.com. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, I was thinking about a song actually as this as I was playing. It had nothing to do with this song, but it was remember remember back back to life. Back to life. Yeah. Back to life. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on. You got you can't give me no, a little more volume than no, that. You, you know that I don't know all words to all songs. I know but pieces. You, that was of good songs. though. Thank you. That's yeah. it. That's with every song. So you know that show Shazam. I can I would be an excellent, you know, partner on Shazam. If they play a certain piece of a song, they can't just play random pieces. I'm going to know what yeah. that is. Yeah. No. There, was, there was a certain part of that song that kind of jumped out, though. What? When it was coming. That, that part is a good part, too, of course, to the intro. But, like, they say, keep on pushing. Mm-hmm. Keep on pushing. I can't sing it, but you keep got what? Yeah. Keep on pushing. Yeah. Sometimes you got to keep on pushing. Mm-hmm. Hey, can't stop. Can't stop. Yeah. Because the world don't stop. So you got to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. It hit me, though. Let's go. A lot of songs from, like, eras prior to now really have like so much meaning and so much like we look at them now like man that song mm-hmm. was ahead of its time or man that song was really encouraging yeah and we didn't know it because we were just saying the words no it's good because we talked about the song we actually had a show called computer love mm-hmm. we talked about how how that was out of its era so we got to put this out there at the top of the show r.i.p biz Marquis passed away yeah 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 that's that you know you know, definitely, definitely sad situation. Yeah, there's just there are errors of people that impact us either in music or in arts. In 2020, 2021, you know, there there have just been some losses that it's we've experienced. A whole so, lot. Yeah, a lot of just really um, impactful people, people that made impressions on our lives or our music or our culture. So um, it's fair to to at least mention him in this moment as we kind of start off our show. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Okay, so. Um, today's topic, we going we gonna jump right on in because we we might have a lot to say about this one. Yeah, I think it I think it'd be a good one, right? I think it's one that probably everybody has experienced, at least gonna at some point in time trying to figure out how to deal with. Yeah. Right. And I think the whole goal is really to give people just some other perspectives, other ideas, other ways to maybe kind of look at how to handle things. Yeah. So today's show, friends, family, guests. Um, is how to use how to survive um, your problems, how to survive problems in your relationship. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, we all have problems. I don't care, you know, I don't care what JG said, Jay-Z, Jay-Z said, I got 99 problems, but, but they are one too, you know, so that's just part, I, he, I don't know how, he got married, and before he got married, he was saying that. All of our, evolve, all of our ideas evolve and change. Yeah, this, but now he married. He's like, no, 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 no. B is like, you know, she. That's she, not the B he was talking about at the huh? time. That's not, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the not same. Not the same, but like, in all seriousness, like, yeah, I mean, every relationship's going to have problems. Yeah, absolutely. But like, how do we attack them? How do we, what tools do we have to be able to, you know, really grow beyond what those problems are? Mm hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, so we got some obvious ones, but I think we're going to dig into some other ones, too, that, you know, even the obvious ones may not be obvious to everybody. Right. True. True. You know? true. So first one, 
is one of the ones that you're saying that you hear a lot. Mm -hmm. How do you um, survive relationship problems? Number one, communicate. Yeah, communication is, of course, I mean, we, of course, we say, of course, but like a lot of times communication doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. How many couples we know, you know, I don't care if they five years, 10 years, 20 years in, they not really communicating. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, so why is that? We can go into why is that? Okay, one person, well, I'm trying to talk, they not talking. Ultimately, but it's both of y'all. Because if if I'm not talking to you, you're not talking to me. There's some reason why you're not talking. Yeah. Because I think we're talking to somebody, mm-hmm. even to ourselves, and we're halfway crazy. But there's still somebody we're talking to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's an important note here. There is, and and what we're talking about right now is communication in a way that connects us to our partner. Mm-hmm. It's important that we're communicating again in the same language because there is verbal and there is nonverbal communication so if i'm talking verbally to you and you don't have no kind of response and that you are communicating to me but you are communicating a negative nonverbal message Mm -hmm. so you're right we are we are always talking um the challenge then is how do we communicate uh, and resonate at the same level are are we talking about the same thing in the same way at the same time it's meeting somebody meeting your partner where they are so that you can have this dialogue. And I don't mean like if somebody's yelling and cussing you out, then you yelling and cussing them out too. I'm, I'm going to meet you at your level. Like that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when we need to converse and communicate. And it doesn't have to be something dire. It doesn't have to be something like horrible that has happened. It's just regular practice at communication. And I say practice because it takes practice. It takes like, okay, yeah. that one didn't work. I missed the mark that time. I should have talked to him at this time. Or I should have I should have had this, this dialogue sooner. Even coming and saying that, you know what? We should have talked about this today. I wasn't really paying as close attention as I needed to. That strengthens communication because you're able to be introspective. You're able to say, okay, didn't do it right that time. Next time I'm going to do it better. And telling your partner, next time I'm going to do that better. I'm going to handle you better in that moment. I didn't realize that this is what you needed. So these are verbal and nonverbal signs um, in communication that say we connect, that we care. Because I can tell you right off the bat, if you are not connecting and communicating with your partner, they will not feel loved. And that is either gender. And I'm saying that to... Um, woman to man, man to woman, because the way that men and your man in particular communicates may not be what you're accustomed to, but if you don't learn it, they're not going to feel love because they're going to be mm-hmm. like, man, I could, I could be all right by myself. If I'm going to have a partner, I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going to connect to them either verbally or non-verbally because there are those kinds of things. I don't know if you ever saw this growing up where there might be like, some, like an older couple, they might like wink, like. Mm-hmm. Older men, they used to kind of wait, and it wink wasn't creepy. Like a, I'm not like, talking about some creepy. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. They like it. wink at you, and that kind of meant like I got you, you know. And it and it might be something really simple, yeah. and it'd be like, man, they got him. One of the things Michael does is he likes to kind of he just rub like if I'm sitting next to him or something, he just rub my arm. I won't say anything, but he's it's like it's communication. It's something for me. It's a security for him. Hey, she's close. She's right here. I like touching her. And for me, I feel loved and I feel affirmed. So there are the things that you need to identify in your relationship and make sure that that's communicating what you want to communicate. Somebody, somebody could rub up against him and be like, Oh, he just wants to have sex. That's all he wants when he rubs. Somebody that else is be, like, that's, that's, that's it probably, might be probably, true, but accurate. I'm just saying, I'm that's just probably saying, accurate. I'm just saying, what are the signs for you and what do they mean to you? Because sometimes you can communicate something that's like, 
that's not what I meant. No, I just wanted to touch your arm. Somebody else, oh no, that means he wants them. Yeah. You know, so I think it's important to recognize how do we communicate with each other non-verbally? How do we communicate mm-hmm. with each other verbally and keep practicing that thing, man? Keep trying yeah. at it because you're not going to get it right the first year of marriage or the second year of marriage or the 15th year of marriage because we're always changing. We're always like, you know what? Yeah, I don't like that anymore. Like that that tickles or whatever your mm-hmm. thing is. Um, so we have verbal and nonverbal communication as important points on how to survive relationship challenges. Um, I want to say this last piece real quick and then I'm going to I'm going to turn it back over to you. But in challenges, you cannot let that be the only time that y'all have um connected dialogue and what i mean is we when we're angry we're very connected to our words it is very like you you almost don't care what you say and so i'm not talking about necessarily a mental connection i'm talking about i'm saying what i say in the tone that i want to say it you are saying your piece in your argument or you are withholding your piece i'm not gonna say nothing i'm just gonna shut down I i don't care so you are making decisions in arguments what we all need to do is make decisions outside of arguments, how we're going to communicate during an argument. So, hey, if I know my propensity, Tristan, is I'm going to be really short. I am not, my propensity as Tristan is, when I argue, I am not like sweet. Am I? I'm not, I don't think so. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't getting in that. I ain't I'm not that. necessarily. You, you on a roll, so knowing, keep rolling. I know myself enough to know that I am very short and I'm very direct. And that comes off as, you know, as we have grown and disrespectful. (laughs) So what Mm -hmm. I have learned to do is, okay, hey, let's have a conversation about what you need and what I need in a disagreement. And what I need is I need to be heard and I need to get to a solution as quickly as possible. What Mm -hmm. Michael needs is he needs time to process what is happening and how we can go about changing the circumstances so then when we come together in an argument if there's something that's happening that's something that's disruptive or something that's disturbing um then we can say okay i know what tristan needs she needs to come to a solution quickly so i can't just be like mia and process this thing for the next you know 45 minutes to to two days you know like we got to figure this thing out together she knows that i need time to think about it so if i pause in a conversation and I just sit there. She knows that I'm processing. So she's not going to be like down my throat talking about why are you not saying anything? Come on, you need to engage. So we have decided outside of the context of the argument what we need to do in the argument so that when something comes up, and I use argument as a loose term, argument, challenge, fight, whatever. Um, but then we know how the other is going to respond and what they need. And so we're able to have kind of this accountability. Hey, babe, you know, I need a little bit of time to process this. Hey, okay, you're, you're talking in that tone. You're right. You're right. Okay. So I, I that's what I, I would say as we um, talk about communication. Anything else you want to say on that? No, I think that's good. We can jump into number two. Number two. Okay. Choose your battles. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, I think, I think that's just something we have to, you know, really think about like, right. When we have, we're going to have all kinds of problems, right. Whether it's kids, whether it's family, whether it's each other, whether it's work, like what do we, what do we bring up though? Mm-hmm. I bring up all of them. Every time I have an issue, I bring it up mm-hmm. every time. Okay. Maybe 90% of the time. What's too much. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like what's that, what's that balance of like, okay, I can't bring up everything. We can, we can fight, not fight, argue, whatever disagree about something every day mm-hmm. do i bring whatever i disagree up with you i mean should I? I that's a question you know i guess you got to ask 
how you and your spouse and if the other want to handle that. So what are the things that we need to consider when we're talking about what we, you know, what battles we choose and don't mm-hmm. choose? I mean, I think if you've already had consecutive days of going through stuff, stuff you ain't resolved yet, why are you going to bring up something new? Mm-hmm. You ain't even dealt with the, the, the thing that happened yesterday the day before. Okay. So sometimes... I want to hear your thoughts. Sometimes I have seen or felt or heard that there's like things attached to other things. So this involves this and it involves this. So this is all one big kind of mess. How would you mm-hmm. recommend that that we all deal with that? I think, I mean, because a lot of people can't deal with like, okay, you know what? All these different things at one time. A lot of people can't. Some people can. Mm-hmm. If your spouse can, cool. Y'all can attack it. And you know what? Attack 18 different things at one time. Great for y'all. Most people are like, okay, give me two or three. Let's try to get that understood. At least I can understand that. And then maybe those two or three can affect those other 15. Mm-hmm. But think, I think that should be the ideal approach in a lot of cases. Sometimes you can't do that. You got to, okay, it's all together. But if you can kind of break it up and piece it up. But still, it's like it seems like sometimes, you know, you got day one, something happens. Day two, something happens. Day three, something happens. And they want to say it's all connected. Like, well. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, we ain't reading in a conclusion on day one. Mm-hmm. And that ends up saying, okay, do I need to let it go? Do I need to kind of figure out to, cho- you know, choose the battle, as we say, which one I want to try to attack first? Because it takes energy to deal with things. Yeah. yeah, if you're really dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. so how much energy can I, then, can I then, you know, divert to something else if I still haven't resolved what happened in the past? Yeah. And I think both partners have to be involved with the resolution, um, I think it's an important, it can't just be like, well, whatever you want, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like, I don't care anymore. That can't be, mm-hmm. you can't have that kind of um, response to your spouse. Um, and I also think that it's important when we're choosing our battles, the quicker that you resolve something, um, the better. And I say that because let's say you have problems on day one and then you don't resolve it on day one and you don't really resolve it on day two. So now we have day one's problems. And now I know at least in my experience has been now we upset that day one, it wasn't resolved and we're angry. In addition to the original problem, we're upset that the problem didn't get fixed. So now we're upset on day two about day one's problems. And then on day three, we're upset that I was, I wasted day two cause I was upset about day one. So now I'm upset on day three and then on day four. So then you can go a whole five, six, seven, eight, nine year you know, of time being upset about something that happened on day one. Now I'm not saying that it's always possible to come to a quick conclusion that there's not like always a solution that can be, that it can happen in 24 hours. I know, you know, don't go to sleep on your anger, on your anger, you know, try to resolve your issues in one day. Very, you know, very true. But sometimes, sometimes it takes a little bit more than that. I can't keep my husband up until one o'clock in the morning resolving a problem day after day, maybe not even one day for Michael. We might have to get up, get up in the morning. So I'm just saying it's important to resolve your, your, the issues that are dividing you and your spouse quickly. And when we say choose your battles, one thing I want to say on this before we go to a quick break and come back with the third reason, the third thing is um, you want to fight on the same side of this kind of war. You don't want to, you want to be like, Hey, we got it together. So we don't want to put the issue in between Michael and I. Here's the problem. We want to put the issue on the other side. So it's Michael and I against the problem, not the problem um, dividing us. So you want to make sure that you guys 
are on the same page and you recognize, okay, this is a problem that we are going to address and we're not attacking each other. We're attacking this issue because this issue is coming against us. This issue is waging war against us. So we going to fix it. Even if the issue is something that's, you know, been populated by one or both partners, it's still important that the issue is the subject and not the person. So we can't attack each other and expect the issue to be fixed. I can't say, you know, you so stupid, you you can't say that to your partner and then it still be about the issue. Now it's, hold on, who are you talking to? You don't have no, and then you're attacking and the problem is still there. And we going back and forth and never really get to what what is really what we need to be addressing. So on that, we are going to take a quick break. We are going to be right back and we are going into point three on how to survive your relationship problems. Hey y'all, we just wanted to take a quick break and thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. Um, So if you haven't yet, make sure that you subscribe, follow us on all social media. And oh, we have this thing that we want you to check out fusedradio.com. There are other broadcasters that you will hear from. You're really going to love it. Um, So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You all are so wonderful. um, And we look forward to connecting with you more in the future. Welcome back, everybody. So today we are talking about how to survive your relationship problems. And we have already touched on two of four points um, that we have here today. Uh, Make sure that you connect with us. We definitely want to hear from you on how you have dealt with your relationship issues and or if they are something that is still kind of dividing. If there's something that, okay, we we not getting around this one. This one is this one is tough. Let us know. Hit us up on social media at Fused Marriages or email info at fusedmarriages.com. We always like to read your emails. So let us know what your thoughts are. Okay, so we had communicate. How to relation, how yep. to deal with relationship yep, problems. Yep, yep, yep. Um, that was kind of a big one, one that a lot of people have heard of before. We also had choose your battles, know when to let it go and when you have to move on, and how to kind of how to fight this thing that it's not each, so that you're not fighting each other. The third one is don't involve family. Yeah, those first two are critical, right? Communication, letting it go. That's my philosophy. Let it go. Mm. let it go but you know what I mean as you said don't involve family I think that's a pretty significant one right I think when you involve family oftentimes like some 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 sides are being chosen mm-hmm. you tell them about the issue trust and believe they taking your side mm-hmm. your family is taking your side I rarely have seen the your family take the other spouse's side mm-hmm. it does happen I'm pretty sure it does happen but, you know, nine times out of ten, they're like, oh, you know what? He did what? I can't believe that. You know what, girl? I can't. You need to get up. You know, you're going to get that. Mm-hmm. You know what? You deserve better. Mm-hmm. You know what? He don't appreciate you. Yeah. They ain't going to be like, well, you know what? Maybe he just like, you know, you, you misunderstood. Well, even if they <laughs> do that, like that, I have one of the things that I've seen, even if they do say that, like, well, are you sure? They're still in their mind. They're making a judgment call on yeah. this other person. They're still like really? How could he say that? How could she do that? I never knew that they were like this. And they won't look at that person the same. Even if they say, well, maybe you should, you know, you should try to talk to them about that. You know, maybe you Mm -hmm. should go back. They still thinking like, man, I didn't know. I didn't know that she would talk that way. I didn't know that she could be that way. Or I didn't know that he acted like that in private. He seems like such a nice guy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I haven't seen that. Be honest with you, I haven't experienced that where that, that per, another family member from the other side says, "You know what? They can give the maybe." I've heard it's it like I've heard I've heard of it. Yeah, they get. I, I've seen where you know what? It's just like no, I can't. They taking that their family side mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, you know we need to do better." I can't believe that. I mean, it's it's that. Mm-hmm. At the worst case, it's like a, mm, and that's it. And the Billy is basically saying like, "I can't believe that." <laughs> that 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 equates that to me. Um, so yeah, so telling, telling somebody else and, and that's, that's on the other side, it's always good to get a neutral person, mm-hmm. a neutral, you know what, that I, and I say, was it a therapist, whether it's a counselor, whether, whoever it is to really, if you got something to really, you want to express and trying to get resolved, don't tell your best, your, your best cousin, I don't care how close y'all were, how, you know, y'all was in the back, you know, eating, eating, you know, blackberries off the vine and uh, whatever's going on. We see we did that. See, that was country folk stuff. Y'all don't know about that. City girl. Yeah. We did not eat no blackberries off yeah. the vine. Y'all don't know how to survive either. So, so if a nuclear uh, war came, y'all you be know like, how I to can't. Survive. No, y'all be like, man, I can't eat that. That, that ain't, it ain't clean. Y'all yet. be sitting out on the porch looking at it. No, like, hmm, we won't be. We gonna, we gonna be. We gonna be farming. We gonna not be better getting the nuclear. eggs and milking the cows. We gonna be eating wild fruit. Y'all gonna be like, we can't wash it yet. It ain't organic. City, be like, it's organic because it's grown in the. Natural. We good, okay. We let's we see. can survive. I don't believe it. I I don't believe it. Let's let's go camping then. Just me and you. I don't camp. See, I see you can't survive. It's I can't. It's because I don't it's, want it's, to. It's, it's part of survival. You got to practice it. Why? How you know how you gonna be it if you don't practice it? I'll be alright. See, that's what everybody say. Look, people say that about major. I'll be alright. No, you need to talk to somebody. They I, say I'll be alright. No, totally you talk to somebody. They no, talking. they different. The principles are same. Apples and oranges. The principles the same. I can survive. They say they be all right, to. and they be like, "No, hold on, I'm trying to tell you. I didn't. We didn't see some stuff. But then, no, I don't need to go through all that. Okay, okay. Marriage is definitely different than going on a no, camping man. trip. And you got to be able to connect. It. You got to be able to connect those pieces like that. <laughs> to see, what see, I do you got to get. You got to close your eyes and be able to see this and that. If you only can see this, you can't see that. See, that helps somebody right there. That helped somebody right there. Trust and believe it. I know it helped y'all. It's all good. Every day. Every day. Our mm-hmm. marriage. So anyway. <laughs> anyway. So what we're talking about involving your family. I do want to point out. Some people would say. Well my sister is my best friend. Mm-hmm. Like. Or my brother. Like he understands me better than anybody. I can mm-hmm. always go to him. What would you oh, say yeah. to that person? Oh yeah. They, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's trouble in paradise right there. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of time. How many times you gonna be able to call your brother to come, you know, fix something at our house? How many times that's gonna happen with a real dude? Gonna let, he gonna allow that to happen, mm-hmm. and ain't nothing, something gonna go down. Yeah. You're like, you know, I just call my brother. You know, he he can come take care of my car. He, he you know, yeah, he can come do this, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Ain't no man that I know gonna stand for that. And vice versa. If I got a sister, you know what? She over there. She just she do everything you do plus some. You know what I mean? I got. I need input on the job. So I'm calling her this, that, and the other. I need, you know, hey, them, them kids need something. Can you come help? Every, every time? Mm-hmm. She can be like, no, 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 no. That ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. Ain't going to work. I know, and I think it's important to note, we're not saying that you don't engage with your family, that you don't um, invite them into your world. But it's also, especially when it comes to challenges or conflict within your marriage, by inviting your family into that, you're making a mess because whenever you recover, if you all recover, they will never look at that person the same. Yeah. Never, 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 never will. I think when you start relying on somebody else outside of your spouse, 
like on a on a heavy but you're not saying we like you said you can't depend on family mm-hmm. we all should have this connection with family extended family all that not saying that but when you get you start leaning toward your 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 family more than your spouse it's problematic if i have more conversations with my family than i do with my spouse that's a problem i don't care if they don't know about it it's a problem yeah and it's and it, it, it doesn't and it masks itself until really it starts bubbling up saying okay oh hold on we we ain't been talking, but you have been talking, and you know what I mean. It's like it comes it comes an issue. And I also think you should have an agreement with your spouse, spoken if possible, so that you're both aware of this agreement with how much you're going to share. Um, and again, that's something that's learned over time because sometimes, like you're accustomed, I, I tell my mom everything, or I talk to my dad every day, or whatever, and you're sharing more than your spouse is comfortable with, even if. To you, it's not a big deal, and that can start some conflict. So if you are, you know, maybe you you don't have a problem asking your dad for an extra, you know, 100 bucks to help with a bill or something, and your spouse is like, no, well, you can't just go do it because it's what you've always done. Or mm. if, you know, you're accustomed kind of asking your mom for advice, and your husband, I'm not, I'm not arguing, I'm just asking her what her thoughts are. You can't do that if your spouse isn't comfortable with that. So making sure that you're on the same page. But I do want to ask one question of you before we go to the next one. What do you think about this in the context of multi-generational households? Um, or maybe um, the couple, they have a parent that lives in the house or both parents or, you know, a sibling. That, I guess that wouldn't be multi-generational, but maybe mm-hmm. an extended family in the home. Hey, my, you know, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, they also live with us. How do, how do you deal with conflict when you have possibly other family that's going to go talk to other family. Oh yeah. They always argue or, you know, they always got this. What do you, what would you say about yeah, that? I mean, I think if, if, if I, like, I think sometimes it happens, right. Whether it's job loss or health reason, whatever the reasons are, it's like, I think it can be real dicey. Mm-hmm. Right. I ain't saying kick your mama out. That's cause she, and she's sick no, and, you, and she go telling, you know, everybody that play bridge with her, you know, all your issues. I've never played bridge. Yeah. You, hopefully you're not, you ain't 55. <laughs> You know what I mean? If you anybody out there play bridge, I want to learn. Yeah, but you know, but bingo. Then you know, you played bingo before. Everybody, every kid played bingo. Yeah, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, but conversation gotta be had with your mom. Like, mom, hold on now. I don't want you know. As soon as you know, I'm about to get ready to move and sell my house. You go tell somebody else, and we ain't told nobody. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Michael and Tristan about to go sell their house. You know, I'm living with them. Like, hold on, mom. Why you tell ain't Linda that? I can't believe that. Now she done told the whole world. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, so you got to, hey, mom, you know what? Don't tell nobody. You know, if you if some, if you get out, I know you told because we ain't telling nobody. Well, I don't know why it's such a big deal. What if that's the response? Well, if, it, if it's a big deal, it's a big deal to us. I understand. And I respect that, that you don't think it's a big deal, but it's a big deal to us. Can you respect it? Mm-hmm. And most times, most parents going to be respectful for that. Right. So what I hear you saying is in cases where there's a multi-generational household, it's important to have conversations about privacy and about what you keep um, to within the context of that household. It's also important to recognize that they might not follow. Your, they're good and grown, too, especially if it's a parent. Yeah. They're going to kind of follow their own system. So you creating a system that works for you and your spouse Hopefully they cooperate, but making sure that y'all have y'all's conversations, you know, that that you are creating um, still a good environment for you to function in and have a healthy and happy um, relationship. So today's last point mm-hmm. is learn to forgive. We kind of talked about that with the, the let it go um, piece. Anything yeah. you want to say on that? No, I think, I mean, when you're talking about, you know, really trying to move beyond problems, it's like, and like really how to survive problems, you have to forgive. 
Mm-hmm. I think we go, that's going to be a common theme on a lot of different ways of how we resolve issues, right? Of basically being able to forgive your partner, forgive even other family members, forgive whatever situation is going on in order to be able to survive it, right? If you can't forgive, it means you're holding on to it. Yeah. And that's going to be detriment to your to relationship. And ultimately, right, it may not show up year one, year two, year three, year four, year five. But year 15, you're like, you know what? I'm still pissed. Mm-hmm. I'm still pissed what you did way back then because I ain't really forgave you. Yeah. Now, they didn't move on. This, that, and the other. They didn't grown. They all now got a Bible this big. You know what I mean? And like, you like, hold on. Nah, you still trifling up from what you did in 1985. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ain't forgave. Yeah. Forgiveness is definitely something that you have to. Um, you have to have in in your relationship and learning how to forgive. We talked about that a number of times and we're all kind of growing and evolving Mm -hmm. on that. Forgiveness is not an easy thing, but it's a necessary thing. We have to learn to do it. Um, So how to survive relationship conflict Um, today. We definitely want to hear from you, but we appreciate you joining us. Make sure you connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, check out our website for more content and resources, fusedmarriages.com. Let's talk about it. You're listening to Fused with Tristan and Michael.